0: Anyway, prayer and worship, the heart of the imagination. So hypocrites love to pray and heathens love to use many words. Don't be shocked, it's true. Do you know that Jesus himself was against prayer? Whoa, what are you saying? Jesus was against prayer? He was against certain types of prayer. In fact, he said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 5, and it says, "...when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites." Man, how many people go, am I about to find out if I'm a hypocrite? (laughs) I don't know. Please, dear Lord, don't make me a hypocrite. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say unto you that they have their reward. Do you know that this is one of the things that we need to understand is that prayer is not about what I say and it's not about how I'm seen prayer has nothing to do with us standing up in front of somebody and oh, we would get the most amount out of prayer if we could just get everybody to gather together and hold hands or hey how about this we can get everybody to stand in a big circle do you know that that those things are fine i'm not against that in fact we, we may pray that way at times but do you know that Hypocrites love to pray because they're looking for they're looking for people to look at them. How about that? Do you know that every time you say, you know what, I've got the best prayer. I want people to look at me. You know that that prayer never left the top of your nose. Never got out of got out into the God sphere. It it stayed right here. Because it was all about you. Just look at me, everybody. I'm so good at praying. You know, hallowed be thy name, Lord. You know that if you change the way that you talk when you pray, you might have a heart problem, okay? I just want to let you know that this is something that, that I actually had a problem with. You know, when somebody would say, would you pray for us? I, it made me nervous. Have you ever? Have you ever? Somebody said, "Hey, can somebody pray for us?" And the first thing you go is, "I don't want to look bad." Do you know that the the thing about prayer is this: not about what you look like. Prayer is not about how you come across, because there's going to be people that's going to hate on you no matter what, right? But see, when my prayer is about other people seeing me a particular way. I'm not really praying to God for something. I'm praying so that I can get people to love me. In verse 6 it says, But you, when you pray, go into your room. Which means that, hey, if I'm praying and I need to go pray myself for myself, I'm not going, okay, I'm the most holy, so I've got to get everybody together and pray with me. And I want people to be backing me. Now, the prayer of agreement is good. We need to have it. Like we can pray right now together and if everybody believes and agrees, then any anyone who prays and agrees that it shall be done on earth as it is in heaven. But see, what I want you to understand is that Jesus was trying to tell people that your prayer life has nothing to do with other people's belief system in you. And it says, go into your room and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret reward openly. And when you've prayed, do not use vain repetition as the heathen do. Okay. I'll, I'm going to I'm going to say this. If it offends you, I apologize. But people who have a prayer book that you continually say a prayer over and, over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Or, hey, how about this in the Catholic Church? Do 50 Hail Marys and pay this amount of money and you can, you can have your sins forgiven you. Do you know that there's nothing? That, that prayer meant nothing. Shocking. See, the thing is, is that all you did, well, most people when they sit there and they recite a prayer over and over and over again, do you know that the Muslim people recite the same prayer five times a day? It's the same prayer. Do you know that this is the problem that we have, is the fact that people don't want to engage God like a conversation. They want something that they can... Where's my my list? See, we were talking about covenants last week, and everybody loves a covenant. They love to make... Wheels and lists and everything, which is fine. It's good. But the problem is, is that we've got to match that list. That means that I only checked some boxes. I didn't actually have any kind of relationship. And it says here, For they think that they will be heard with their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your father knows the things you have need of before you ask of him you know Matthew chapter 6 is one of these things where Jesus is trying to show you that, that God knows about your problem. Do you know that you don't have to pray about your problem? God knows about it. Now, I don't know if that was new to y'all, but I've said it multiple times before. But see, the thing is, is that God already knew your problem. So if you're praying your problem, God's going... Can we move this along to where you're actually telling me what you're believing for? See, our prayer life should be what Matthew 6.33 says. Seek you first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. What is His righteousness? It's all the things that are in right standing with Him. So if you're like sitting there going, hey, I've got some unrighteous stuff going on in my life. I can't pay my bills. I I can't, you know, make it make good with the people that are around me. My job is awful. Well, you know what needs to happen? You need to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. What is the right standingness of God in that situation? You know, sometimes you may be sitting there going, I need to I need to actually change me. You know, there's been plenty of times I've had really bad problems at work and you know what the problem was? It was me. I was the problem. You know, there was a an an old movie years ago, and and it was like you know, liar liar. You know, this where he's in there and he he passes gas in the elevator, and he gets out of the elevator and everybody's going, Ugh, uh, uh, and he can't stand it anymore because he has to tell the truth. And he turns around and he goes, "It was me!" Like that. Well, do you know that that is the stench that we sometimes bring upon ourselves? is that when we're sitting there going, hey, I need to know more about who I am in Christ Jesus before I can go and pass judgment on somebody else. Amen? Uh-oh, hypocrites love to worship with their mouth. Man, Jesus, he, Jesus just is rocking our world today. I don't know what what's going on. Jesus, bad Jesus. Matthew chapter 15, verse 1, it says, Then the scribes and the Pharisee who who were from Jerusalem came to Jesus and said, "Why does your disciples transgress the traditions of the elders? Not the law, but the elders." And it says here for they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. So I want you to understand, this this tradition was there was two of them. So you had a tradition of doing it by yourself. And real quickly I'm going to go through this. In in the first tradition, If you were by yourself and you were going to eat bread, you had a little cup that you carried around with you and you had to have holy water that was blessed. You blessed it. You prayed over your holy water. But you would take this cup and you would pour it over your left hand and then you would pour it over your right hand. You'd turn your hand up then you'd turn it over. And you'd have to let the water run off a particular way because the sin was being washed off your hands. Now this was not in the law. This was something that the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all these other people came up with. Well, then you'd have to take the same cup with the left hand and you would, have to, you would have to do it. Now, your left hand that you just washed off with the holy water because you touched the cup, it became unclean and you put the holy water on it and you, and you did it over your hands. Now you can eat with one hand. If this hand ever touches your food, you're unclean. Now, let me tell you, y'all may think that that's pretty bad, right? But I see people all the time, where's the, where's the pump sanitizer at? I see them going around, oh, I need another pump of sanitizer. And they go around five, six, seven, eight, nine times. I had a boss one time, we would go somewhere, we'd go to eat, and I didn't think anything about washing my hands or nothing, we're about to eat. And he would pull out a little thing, a hand sanitizer, and he would say, put your hands out. So he'd go, and you'd go, yes, sir. And you would just kind of, you know, wipe your hands off. It was great. It was good. I've got nothing against being clean. But the thing is, is that this was a ritual, and you had to carry your little cup around. You had to carry holy water with you. It had to be blessed for a certain amount of time and everything. Well, there was another one where if you were with a friend, they washed your hands for you. They did all the little pouring rituals now I'm going to tell you if you're a fisherman and you're a you know you're a tax collector you're somebody that's out there working with your hands do you know that it's it's uncomprehensible that you can actually keep up with this law and that's why Jesus said, hey you're putting stuff on people you dang hypocrite you don't know you don't know that hey because you're influential you able to sit around and you got all these people that wash your hands off for you wasn't even a part of the law it had nothing to do with anything and jesus was upset about it because they were wanting the disciples to follow this ritual and it says in verse three and he answered them and he said why do you transgress the commandments of god because of your tradition your tradition verse 4 says for God commanded saying honor your father and mother and he who curses his father and mother let him be put to death but you say whoever says to his father and mother whatever profit you might be received for me in a gift to God now I want you to understand what this means and I went and did research on this Uh, Gus Guzman he actually was one of the he's a historian he came back and said that in these times the priest had set it up to where you could pay a a fee an offering if you will and it would negate you from having anything to do with your parents how about that so you guys I went and paid a fee to God y'all don't if if y'all are in trouble forget it it's a gift to God let's just say that and see, that's what they would do. Now, you guys can't do that. Y'all got to take care of me. But anyway, the, the fee was to get them out of the responsibility. Do you know that, that they were negating an actual commandment from God? Not some sort of ceremony or ritual where we wash each other's hands off. And it says right here, And it it says in verse 6, and it says, Then he need not honor, talking about the the son, his father and his mother. Thus you have made the commandment of God no effect by your tradition. Verse 7, this is where Jesus crosses the line, right? He starts calling people hypocrites. Verse 7, Hypocrites! Well did Isaiah prophesy unto you, saying, These people draw near to me with their mouth, and honor me with their lips, But their hearts, their belief system is far from me. It means that they don't believe anything that my word said. They created their own. They went out and and said, you know what, God, I don't just agree with what you said, which they didn't. They were finding ways to pay fees. They were finding ways to divorce their wives for not cooking their food the way they wanted to, by the way. They were going through and making, I mean, making all kinds of stuff. Because if it had to do with the law, we could just pay a fee to the temple. You know, this this is the problem that we have is that men love to create all kinds of rituals. I mean, how many like rotary clubs and, you know, all these different things do we have out here? You know, you go and find all these people who they like to go and do stuff. There's nothing wrong with those things, but we love to have our own little club, right? Where we got our little secret handshake, we bump fists, we do all this stuff. Well, do you know that 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 right there is basically what the Pharisees and the Sadducees were doing with God's word, with his law, with his commandments, was they were creating the ability for us to have the secret handshake that no one else could do. Well, see, you guys are always sinners. You guys are always uh, never meeting up to our standard. In fact, it says here in verse 9, And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. Verse 10, When he had called the multitude to himself, he said unto them, Hear and understand, not what goes into your mouth defiles a man, but what comes out of your mouth, this defiles a man. I want you to understand that this is true in every way. This is true in what we say. This is also true in how we worship. This is true in how we pray. Because if you don't pray to God in His words, in His line, then you're just making it up as you go along. Well, see, my church is better because my church, you know, we... We believe in this, and you don't believe in that. You know, it's funny. Every time I was at work, and I would be around someone, and we'd be talking about the Word of God, all of a sudden we would start talking about doctrine. And see, doctrine—there's nothing wrong with doctrine as long as it's right. But if somebody comes up to you and you start talking to them about Jesus, and the first thing they want to do is they want to go, "Well, do you believe that when you eat, you know, when you take, um, you know, when you take the the Um, communion sorry when you take communion that you know you're eating Jesus' actual body and drinking his actual blood do you know that there's been multiple good conversations I've had with people where somebody like a Catholic person comes flying in to a great conversation that was going to get an atheist or an agnostic closer to God and they came in and said well you know What do you believe about this? And I go, stop talking. It's stupid. Do you know that it's stupid when you're talking about God's word and the next thing you want to do is, well, if you don't meet up to this standard, you don't meet up to this standard. And by the way, you know, you got to clean a fish before you catch it, right? Is that the way it works? You clean the fish before you catch it. No, 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 no. You catch the fish. And then you clean it. But see, that's the thing is that everybody's looking for, oh, I, I've got to get you on my doctrine before I can get you saved. See, that's a, that's a problem. That is a major issue. So what is prayer and what is worship? Because I, I think these are the two most important things that we have to do as a Christian every single day. Prayer is what is the things that we see God's way. We see His Word. We need to see His way. You know, if somebody says, Hey, I'm not feeling good. And I start talking to them about, about the healing power of Jesus. And then all of a sudden somebody goes, Well, brother, but that didn't work for me. You know what? That should have just been kept to yourself. Because it has nothing, no bearing on the actual Word of God. Okay? If it doesn't have bearing on the Word of God, don't worry about it. Don't even say it. See, this is the thing that we need to understand is that we need to see His way. We need to talk His way. Well, what if it doesn't work? Well, what if it does? You know, that's something that people don't ever ask about is what if it does? You know, we were doing healing school the other night. And we were talking to some of the people that were there. You know, I've seen people healed of fibromyalgia. I've seen people healed of cancer. I've seen people healed of all kinds of things that people would go, nah, couldn't happen. Do you know that, that the problem is, is that when we don't speak his way, when we don't see his way, then we start seeing the world's way. And the world says, there ain't nothing for you. You've got no hope. You've got no faith. By the way, we're going to take love away from you as well. Worship is seeing, seeing God in truth. And we're about to see some of this. Prayer in the Greek is the word prosutomai. This word prosu- it's is pros- For So it's a compound word that we have here. And the word itself means to pray to God, supplicate, worship, Pray. Prayer in the Hebrew is pala, and it means to judge, meditate, and intercede. Do you know that meditation is one of the best things that we need to understand about? See, most people think of meditation like the Middle Eastern. Um, Om, om, om. Quit saying om and start thinking about God. Because God himself created meditation. He created the ability for us to be able to see things in our head. Let me ask you guys a question. If you close your eyes, everybody close your eyes. Can you tell me how many windows is in your house? Everybody, you can tell me how many windows? Uh, do you tell me how many windows because that's a number that you went and counted and you put it down in your iPhone so that when somebody asks you how many windows is in my house, that I know it? Or do you actually, when you close your eyes, you see your house and you start counting the windows that are in your house. Some of y'all have less windows than others, so it's a lot easier. But if I told you to count all the windows like in my house, if you've been to my house. You know that there's some of y'all that can go, well, yeah, I've been in Dusty's house several times. And you go and say, well, you know, when you go up the stairs, you go to the front door, there's a, 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 a window in the door. There's satellite, satellite doors. There's a big picture window in, in the living room. If you go into my, into my living room area, there's two windows right before you go in the kitchen. You know why? Because right now, even when my eyes open, I can see my house. I see where I like to sit every single morning, drink my coffee, read my word. You know, I can see everything in my house. You know, every time we tell somebody about, oh, go by this place and, you know, we use landmarks. It's because we can see it. You know, we don't do that most of the times when we pray. We need to be able to see the way God's word sees it. In fact, word this prayer, this uh, this word prayer, uh, prosudomai. It's a compound word. It means pros and ukamai. Pros is the word that means motion towards, ascension to, nearest at, high uh, nigh unto, towards, near to. It means like if I'm moving towards Heather, that would be pros. This word ukamai right here in the middle voice of of the verb here. Is to wish. It means that we are to wish something. In fact, the Webster's Dictionary defines wish as an act of thinking about something that you want and hoping that you'll get it. Wishes are good thoughts or feelings directed towards a person. Do you know that when I'm praying for someone, there's a lot of times I try to use words to paint a picture on the inside of them. Because I want them to see the way God sees it, you know. When I'm when I'm praying up here, a lot of times you may think, "Well, Dusty's using a lot of words; he's spending some time." I'm trying to get you to see what I'm seeing. I want you to see it in here, just like you saw all the windows in your house. I want you, when you're praying to God, I want you to see His word coming to pass in your life. You know, 1 Peter two twenty four says that by His stripes I was healed. That means at the cross. I was healed. That means I see myself in health. I wake up every single day. I look I look at myself in the mirror after I put my contacts in and I mess my hair back over get over there, you know? And I get my hair I get everything back in and I go, "You are health." You know, I see myself walking in health. Well, I had a pain today. Well, I still see myself in health. I'm going to say, "Hey, pain go in Jesus name. I'm going to speak to it." But I'm going to see it going. Do you know that, and Michael was a part of, of this, you know, I twisted my leg out right before they got married. And about several months later, we're, I'm going to go help them get a washer and dryer. And I go up the steps and I popped my leg back in. You know that for months, months, I walked around on a half leg because my, my bone was out and it hurt It every time I took a step and every day and I spoke to her I said in Jesus name and it would get better you know that when that thing popped back in it hurt really bad I went to the bone and joint place I mean you can ask Micah I'm, I'm hopping around hey let me help you with that you know that dryer but you know that after a couple of days it's perfectly fine you know that I just kept seeing myself that way. I just kept seeing myself that way. What if it didn't happen? Well, you know what? I'm just going to keep seeing it. I'm going to put my mind on God's word more than I'm going to put it on something else. I'm going to see it. So I want I want you to understand that a near wish, and we're going to talk about this in just a minute, but a near wish is something when when I actually see it for someone else too. You know, and I'm going to say this in a minute, but there's been times where I've been gone for like two weeks and I get to missing my wife and my kids. Especially when Kaylee and Micah do not come over and see me every single day. Just really, <laughs> no, anyway, I, I get, you know, the thing is, is that I think about them. How many people, when when you think about your kids or you think about your spouse or you think about something you really want to do, you think about, man, they're just garbage. I just really hate them. Man, no, no one does that. All they do is they look and they go, oh, I can't wait until I see them and they can see them in their head. You know, some of y'all, especially the mothers, since it's Happy Mother's Day, by the way, some of y'all still think of your kids as being this big. (laughs) Every time you see them in your head, you think of them running around like this big. You know, it's kind of funny because there are times where Kaylee, you know, she's 21 years old, and Caleb, he's almost 17. You know, there's times where I will think about them like a kid. Do you know that I'm using my imagination because I know them? I can see them. Do you know that this is the way prayer works? This is why God created us to be imaginers. In fact, this word "worship," which we know because of the definition that prayer has worship in it, but this word "worship" in the Greek is pros, "proskanon."o And and basically, this word right here is the same. Comp, it's a compound word with "pros" to be near, but the the actual Akinano means to kiss the hand. You know, we've got these old things, you know, we're, where, you know, enchanté, and they grab the lady's hand and, you know. Well, this was to show admiration, to show that I adore you as a lady. We know the same idealism is with worship. I am near kissing God when I worship. In fact, it says right here, it says worship is to fawn after, to prostrate oneself in homage. It means to reverence or adore, worship or to kiss the hand. You know that we need to see God and we need to see him almost like we do when we're wishing for somebody because we've not seen him in a long, long time. You know, if I didn't see my wife for a while, I'd be thinking about her. I'd be wanting to be nearer. I would be wishing for her. I want to be near to her. You know what? Worship is the same exact thing. In fact, I want you to understand that there's a reason why we do what we do up here. True worshipers... Worship in spirit and in truth. John 4, uh, 21 says, Jesus said to her, the woman at the well, woman, believe me, the hours come when you will neither uh, worship on this mountain nor in Jerusalem, worship the Father. Verse 22, you, you worship what you do not know. We know what we worship for salvation is, is of the Jews. But... The hour has come and now is that true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. And the Father is seeking. This word seeking is zito, and it means to seek out by thinking or meditating people who will worship Him. The Father is trying to make a connection. He's seeking out for us. He wants to have a connection with us. In fact, it says in verse 24, God is a spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. And the woman said, I know that the Messiah is coming who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. And Jesus said to her, I am him who speaks to you, basically. Do you know that imagination, you know, I look at this center painting by Michelangelo, you know, Adam and God. Do you know that, he also painted, the, he painted the, the 12 disciples. He went and made all of these paintings. Do you know what artists do? Artists imagine something before it's actually painted. You know, I, I can't remember the guy's name. I looked it up and I just blanked. But I'm going to tell you. He was talking about how, I think it was like Michelangelo or somebody was saying that they didn't see a block they saw the the actual, the actual, um, the actual sculpture. They just needed to get the block out of the way, the rock out of the way. Do you know that that this is what we need to do? God created us to be artists in worship. Do you know that when I when we're playing up here, do you know that we don't play these songs because we just you know this is. This is the greatest song ever, and we just want y'all to hear it. This is a rock concert, guys, and we want you to hear it. Now, we try to play our best. Sometimes I make mistakes. You know, give me a break, okay? But do you know that, that playing these, these songs have nothing to do with the song? It has to do with what we paint, the picture. It's, our, it's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise. You know, there are times when I'm sitting up there and I'm playing. I've got my eyes closed. And I'm thinking about God breathing into me. You know, worship is about us seeing God. It's about us seeing what's going on. The words that we're singing are supposed to paint a picture in here. So if you're sitting over there and you're like... I want you to it, I don't even care if you clap. I don't care if you if you do anything, but do you know that that worship and praise should be that I get myself to where I see the thing that we're trying to worship, not just okay, when is this song gonna be over? When is the song gonna be over? See. This is the truth about worship is that just like prayer, we need to see what is going on. If somebody is, if we're playing, you know, I've been to some of the work. I mean, these people saying like cats on a, on a hot tin roof. They, I mean, and and I've still, all right, Lord, help me get past the physical into the spiritual. And I start seeing him, not because it was the greatest ever, because you're going to find, I mean, I, you know, I actually heard a Taylor Swift song the other day. Didn't even realize it was because I don't know, know anything about Taylor Swift. She's actually a pretty good musician and, and singer, but this is the thing. You could have Taylor Swift up there singing all this stuff. And by the end of it, you go, man, she was really good. But if you were to take somebody else that was not Taylor Swift and have her sing the exact same song and they couldn't carry a tune in a bucket, everybody, it's like, it's like having somebody take their nails and just go down a chalkboard. Well, you know why? It's because we listen to Taylor Swift or to uh, one of the people, I think Chris Stapleton, dude's got a voice that's beyond anything. But, okay, we listen to these guys. We listen to these girls, and they speak, they sing because they are talented. And people go, that's awesome, it's great. But guess what? That's not what the anointing is. That's not what worship truly is, is to worship the worshiper. See, I, I think that's a lot of times what people do is they go into a worship service, and they worship the worshipers. Oh, well, this music was great today. How many times have we heard that? You know, we would be in these other churches, have these big 20 plus people praise and worship teams where I'm I'm playing parts. There's so many other guitarists on stage. You know, I'm not having to play all the parts up here and also, you know, help sing and do all that. I'm one person out of like 20. And, you know, and people are like, oh, well, the music was spot on today. When you played that lead today, oh, that was great. Do you know that the thing is, is that people got into the, the talent more than they got into the worship because they didn't see God. What they did was they said, that sounded great. Well, you know what? It sounding great is great. Sounding great is great. It is. But the problem is, is that I don't care if you think it sounds good. I don't care if it's your style. I don't care if it's anything like that. We could do in Gregorian chants up here. Jesus, he is the Lord and King. Okay, I may not like it, but I'm going to go, okay, I'm seeing it as my Lord and King. See, we need to understand that worship is not about the song. Worship is about the Savior. Amen. Painting an image in our mind leads to worshiping in the Spirit. Do You know, I can start painting something and all of a sudden... I can actually feel the spirit of God that's on the inside of me, the new creature. Second Corinthians five seventeen, it starts rolling up inside of me, and I start getting in what we call the spirit. Has anybody ever known what getting in the spirit is? I know we've got several people that's, but you know that it's not people going woohoo, run around the church. Now that may be okay, and that would be fine if you wanted to do that. But I'm going to tell you, getting in the spirit is that. I actually connect to God because of what I see. I'm able to see Him. The Holy Spirit starts to connect with that. And when He connects with that, then I end up having an experience, a relationship, if you will. You know, I can have a relationship with my sister back there. All right, we can go, we can go do stuff. She loves to go get massages. I don't, but that's fine. We can go get a massage together, whatever. But, you know, I don't know her. I mean, I grew up with her. But I wouldn't know her if I didn't spend time with her. Well, See, that's the thing, is that most people go, well, I know God. I go and I read my Bible every day and I pray. But I don't ever experience God. You know, experiencing Lindsay is just, by the time you get to the end of the day, I mean, she plans out our vacations. Man, you feel like you've been you know, to a kingdom, you know, it's like, it's like, man, we got valets bringing in stuff. There's, there's food being catered. And, and the thing is, is you get to see her heart and her heart of giving. But do you know that there are parts and pieces when we sit there and go, well, I've never actually heard God speak to me. I find that sad because if you've never heard God speak to you, that means you never had a conversation with him. You know, there's times when I'm praying and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit just rises up on the inside of me. And I know stuff. You have to paint the picture. You have to take the Word of God and you have to apply it. How do we do this? How do we see the things the way God sees them? So if we look and pray... As an earnest act of thought and feeling towards our Father, then we see that prayer is nothing more than a relationship. Do you know that when I I actually take the step of faith? The step of faith is taking something physical and moving it forward. That's why I paint the picture. That's why I turn on the music. That's why I go with all these things. is because I am taking that first step and the Holy Spirit meets me in the middle if we pray as an earnest act or thought of a feeling towards others, we see them as God sees them. So we, we pray. We see the word over them and we see them overcome. You know that every time I pray for somebody, every time that I go, I ask them, what are you believing for? If they tell me what I'm believing for, then I see it come to pass. I speak it as if it comes to pass. I'm trying to paint a picture to them to help them see it the way I see it. I want to see you overcome. I'm seeing it in my mind when I'm praying. I'm not going, "Oh Lord, it looks bad." How many people knows that prayer is not worry? <laughs> prayer is not worry. If you're going, "Oh God, it's bad." Oh God, I got to pay this payment and I don't have the money. Oh god, oh god, oh god. Do you know that that, that is not prayer. What that is is that's complaining. How many people complain to God this week? Hey, I have. <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to tell you that I, I I don't do it because I'd be lying. I'd be a hypocrite. But do you know that after God goes, "Hey, did you not know that did you not know that I knew that?" I go, "Oh yeah, Lord. I'm supposed to pray the right way." See, this is the thing that we need to understand is that we need to understand how to make that near wish. Our society has mystified this word wish. We've made it into the, you know, if you wish upon a star, makes no difference who you are. You know, we go into the, into the Disney as, uh, aspect of what wish is. Oh, well, I'm, I'm wishing upon this star that something might happen. But see, that's not what wish actually was. In fact, this is one of the things that I want you to understand is that I've already told you that if I was away from Heather, I would be able to have a near wish towards her. But do you know that you know even when we say things like, "I wished I could see you," how many people's been on the phone and said that? I'm pretty sure some of the some of the San Antonio you know crew. I've had these people over here going, Hey, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you. I wished I could see you now. In fact, I wished I could do something for them. How many people have thought, Man, I'm just in, I, I don't have it to be able to do it, but I wished I could. Do you know that if we actually applied that to our mind, our near wish to it, that God would start going, Well, you could do something. You have the goodness of God that's on the inside of you. And God can open up doors of opportunity for you to be able to, to affect areas. In fact, these words, you know, like the old wish, wish is like I'm conjuring something up, you know, like I'm casting a spell, but these words actually conjure up pun intended past memories and fallen thoughts about your loved ones. Do you know that we should have those thoughts and those ideas and everything towards other people when we're praying for them? You can actually see in your mind and spirit what to pray. Do you know that, that this is the thing? I want you to understand that you know, if we really understand how to wish and pray for people and meditate on His Word then we can pray perfectly every single time. If you know the word, then you can pray the word. How many people knows that if the word says that I can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengthens me? Do you know that I prayed that for over 10 years? You know, I went from GED to master's degree in 11 years. But every day I woke up and I said, I can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengthens me. And I saw myself going to the next place every single time. Do you know that you can't go where your mind doesn't take you? If I erased all your memories and said, all right, go home, you all would be like, I don't know where to go. I don't remember how to get there. Well, you know that if I told you, if I didn't erase your memories and I said, go home, you'd go, well, I know I know I I, got to get out to the end of the parking lot. I gotta take a left. I gotta get on one nineteen. I gotta go all the way down to Butler Road. I gotta take a right on Butler. I gotta get onto Grandview Pass. Do you know that those are the kind of things that we need to understand about prayer? Is that God has put things in your heart. He has shown you things in your in the Word, and these words are there for you to use. It is a pathway to get you to the prayer. Wishing is really the way that we think and imagine that builds goodwill, feelings, and enjoyment, and trust in the way that we see someone. You ever heard of, you know, first impression? (laughs) Everybody's heard of first impressions. In fact, most of the time people see somebody and they go, well, the first impression of you is you're ugly, I don't like you. Okay, well, back up. See, what we need to understand is that our first impression is, not, is what we're taking and we're creating an imagination of somebody. We've already, we've already judged them. See, God wants you to judge the other way. He wants you to meditate and say, you know what, Micah, eh, but I think he's going to be pretty good. Do you know that there are times where we need to see people the way God sees them? Because on the outside, they're not really that good. We need to know and we need to pray for them and the ways that we can see them the way God sees them. All right. Praying the promise, don't pray the problem. Um, faith versus worry, don't worry about things. He already knows your thing. Go and pray the word. Faith comes by hearing and the and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10, 17. All right. How to paint your prayers. So... We had seen this before, praying, using the word of God as a paintbrush and worship is use the picture that was painted to connect the true nature of God. You know, there's things on the inside of me that I painted years ago that I keep pulling back from. There's a, a song that it always like it gets me in the spirit. We did this years and years ago. And I'll try to sing a, a little bit of it. It's, My God's a mighty warrior. He's a consuming fire in victory. He reigns. We triumph. triumph in his name. Do You know that every single time I do that, I see the city on the hill. I see God standing in a flame on the throne. I see him doing this stuff. Do you know that within minutes, I mean, seconds, I'm actually, whoo, I can, I can feel it right now. I'm in, I start getting in the spirit. And the Spirit of God starts coming over me, and I start seeing the way that He sees because the world's trying to pull me down. But when I can see Him, and I can see that He's the mighty warrior, He's a consuming fire, in victory, He has made me in victory. Man, I could go kick the devil right in the teeth right now because I can see it. I've painted a picture. It's something that that is a part of me. You can't take it away from me. Nobody can. Nobody can talk me out of it. I've seen it. I've seen the throne of God. I I know what He has done. He may go, Dusty. That's weird. And I go. I think you're weird. You're weird because you don't want to have anything to do with God. See, you should go into your own closet and you should get to know who God is because I think you're weird if you don't. Because God wants to know you. We're too dignified sometimes to be able to do that. In fact, in Philippians 4, verse 6 through 8, this is the best scripture by far about peace and peace about being able to keep yourself into the right places in your mind. Verse 6, and it says, Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. This word supplication means to petition for something. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God which passeth all understanding will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Verse 8 says, Finally, my brother, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are noble, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, what is lovely, whatever things of good report, if there's any virtue, and if there's anything that is praiseworthy, it means I give thanks, Woo! That was, that was a good thing. There's lots of things in my life that are praiseworthy. I go back and I think about those all the time. Meditate. This word is leg, uh, leg, legazomaya. And it means take inventory to reason to roll around in one's mind. You know, there's plenty of things that we worry about and we roll around in our mind, isn't there? oh, I I watch the news and it's bad out there, the economy. And we think about, well, you know, if I move my money over here, if I did this or if I did that, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying that if you make the worry about everything, then you're going to be in a pretty weird place most of the time. You know that we need to Take the word of God and and whatsoever things are lovely and pure and praiseworthy. And we need to roll those things around in our mind. We need to reason with them. We need to see the way God sees it. And it says, you think on these things. See, prayer words paint pictures. We pray words that paint pictures. We meditate until we illuminate. How about that? Say, I meditate... Until I, Until I illuminate. The Bible is an anchor of truth to what God's promise, promises are and what we can stand on our faith. We need to know God's word so the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, the one that teaches us all things can bring to our remembrance all things that we have been taught. Colossians three fourteen, and it says, Above all these things, Put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of God rule in your heart to also where we were called in one body and be thankful. We need to be thankful that Jesus came and that he made us a part of the body. We need more believers that believe. We need more believers that believe with us. We need to have something to believe with. We need to be thankful for that. If you find somebody that will agree with you and not just, you know, ruminate on the bad stuff, then you need to hold on to those people. They're good friends because they need to be able to speak into your life and you need to be able to speak into theirs. And it says, verse 16, let the word of Christ dwell. That means to live in us. Live in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. And whatever you do, do it in word or in deed, and do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to the Father, the Father through him. You know, we need to understand that songs, hymns, and spiritual songs. They are designed to paint pictures. They are supposed to be painting you a picture. If you find a praise and worship song, even though you might like the church, you might like the pastor, you might like any of them. If you go out there and you find somebody who's creating praise and worship songs and they do not line up with the word of God, then you need to get rid of them. Because we need to find something that paints the picture of God's word. On the inside of our mind. Our will and our emotions. Psalms 33, 24. And it says, verse 2. It says, praise. This word praise is yada. And it means to hold out your hands. And to worship with reference. Giving thanks. See, this is not just something that the Pentecostals came up with. Oh, they're, you know, they've got strong shoulders. So, you know, Pentecostals have strong shoulders. So they get their hands way up here. No, no. Praise means that I am, woo, I'm thankful. How many people's been to a concert, seen something? And I know even some of y'all that are out here, y'all ever see a Gaither thing? Those people are throwing shoes at, at the stage, okay? So I don't want to hear people go, well, I would never go somewhere where they lifted their hands or they did something crazy. No, they take their shoes off and they throw it at the stage, they're out there going to some sort of city on a hill. Do, 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 do. And they like throwing, you know, I mean, it's, it's basically like throwing a bra, at like a, you know, a rock concert. I'm sitting there going, what in the world is going on up here? The old people have gone crazy, but you know that it's, it's true. When you start to worship and you start to praise, it's like, woo, praise the Lord. I want to get my hands up. I want to tell people, I, I want them to see what I see. You know that this is, this is the thing about worship is that you can do this all the time. You can go go get in your own closet, turn on some praise and worship that you like, and you can start just worshiping God and seeing His Word come to pass. All right. It says, praise the Lord with a harps. Uh-oh, we need to get somebody up here with a harp make melody to him with an instrument of ten strings I need to get four more strings on my guitar so I need a harmonica and I need a ten string guitar sing to him a new song play skillfully with a shout of joy do you know that we need to actually shout with joy when we see something praiseworthy amen It says, verse four, it says, for the word of the Lord is right and all his works is done in truth. You know, we want to know if you if you're a Christian, you want to know God more. I mean, I've heard Christians go, "Ah, I don't really want to know God any more than I know him. Well, you're not a Christian. I don't I don't know who the heck you think you are, but everybody should want to know God more. If you don't, then I question your Christianity. I'm just going to be honest with you. This is crazy to think that people don't want to know the the author and the finisher of our faith. It's crazy to me. We need to be able to stand. We need to be able to know who He is. And you're not going to do it just by, well, I read a couple scriptures today. And I prayed, Lord... It's bad. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That's a bad prayer, by the way. You're using that one. You know what a good prayer is? Help! Help, Lord. I need your help. And the Holy Spirit will bring you more things to pray. He'll start bringing up scriptures and you start praying those scriptures. You want to know the Holy Spirit more? Sing songs that paint pictures on the inside of you that affect your mind, your will, and your emotions, and your spirit. That affect your belief system. If you sing a song and it's affecting your belief system, well, I don't ever believe that God wanted good things for me. And all of a sudden you start singing a song and the Holy Spirit starts going, He wants good things for you. And you go, well, that just doesn't, that offends me. Well, guess what? Go with what offends you. (laughs) Over because God wants good things for you. He wants good things for your family. See, you need to understand that when you paint a picture on the inside of you, then you can start painting pictures on on the inside of other people. See, I pray, Lord, every single day, help me to paint a picture over people that they can see you better. That they don't see the world but that they see you better with every head bowed and every eye closed. I pray in Jesus' name over each and every person that's at the sound of my voice. I pray in Jesus' name that there are ways for you to be able to see God in your imagination that is going to bring you closer to Him and that the Spirit of God is going to just infiltrate you Because his goodness and his power, his his dangerous power, the power that created every single thing, it came in and now it's on your side. It can change your life. It can make it to where you went from being not enough to being more than enough. God created in you the ability to be able to see your future that you're going to have houses and families and kids and grandkids and great grandkids and your generations are going to be blessed you'll never have to worry for your finances you'll never have to worry for for your relationships because God will always provide because his word says that 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 he is providing for us you know I can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengthens me and my God supplies all of my needs according to his riches and glory they just paint a picture let God paint a picture right this minute the picture is, is that you have a hope and a future that you have a place in God, that you have an inheritance, that there's good things coming to you, that there are people that, that have been estranged from you that are coming back to you. There are things that are happening in your job. There's things that are happening in your finances. There's things that are happening in your health that you are blessed Father, I just pray over each and every person that's in here, I thank you, dear Lord, that you are opening up their mind, that that they have eyes to see and ears to hear, Father. And that those aren't physical eyes and those aren't physical ears, but those are the spiritual ears, the ones that hear it and start painting those pictures and that they allow the Holy Spirit to just come in and revolutionize that he makes murals all over the inside of their mind that they can't see the bad things, but they see the good things. They see God taking them to the next level. They see their future. Father, I just pray over each and every one of them as they go out this week. I pray over them that they are just able to touch and paint pictures in other people. And we just thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you need prayer for anything, I'll be down here at the front. Y'all have a great week. You're dismissed.